And welcome back to the True Patriot Podcast, folks. In our interview series here, we have a special, special set of guests tonight. <laughs> we have with us the 2022 Colorado Nation Bassmasters State Champion, Miss <laughs> Leslie Ali. Leslie, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and with her is her uh, devoted support system but hang on he is also he was the reigning 2021 colorado nation uh colorado kayak bassmaster state champion you guys got like a pair of championships eric welcome to the show uh thanks we're we're uh definitely happy to be here and uh yeah uh she's had me call her champ ever since the tournament so. yeah. <laughs> as you should <laughs> yeah i have to be i have to be champ around the house heck yeah from here on out, I mean, that's just like, that's going to stick. It should be on the yeah. side of your kayak from now, champ. <laughs> I know. She's got something else to add with mm -hmm. her duck. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the lucky duck. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, thank you guys so much for joining us here, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, super stoked. So this is uh, in a series. Um, you guys, one of the cool things about this, and just get this right out in the open, one of the things that I have loved about joining the kayak community so much is the, the certain dynamics, the community, the people. But I am seeing this more in the kayak side, the husband and wife competitive duos running around out there. I absolutely love this. I think this is phenomenal. Um you know, and normally, you know, you look for the weak link out there. You know, you guys, there's no weak links. I mean, neither one of you are going to kick our butts, you know, depending on whatever <laughs> system we go to here. Now, Eric, you've been doing this for a hot minute. I mean, you've been around the game. Leslie, for com competition-wise, you're relatively, you know, what? You're still yeah. kind of a few years in, right? So this se this season with the this this kayak club was my first season with them that, that I won. Yeah. But I, I would say I got on the water in a kayak three, probably three seasons ago. Yeah. Three. Well, it's my third time competing on the um, water, you know, in the, in the clubs or whatever. But it, the thing that's interesting is uh, when was the first time you were ever in a kayak and fishing? Um. 2020 but it was in a tournament it was like yeah, your first yeah, or second oh yeah. time. my first time in the <laughs> the first time i was ever in uh on the water was actually in a tournament it was a multi-species tournament at pueblo right yeah yeah that I is awesome or something like that so yeah yeah <laughs> so i would fish initially i would fish the bass side <laughs> and the multi-species stuff that you have on the ckfc the colorado kayak fishing club yeah I thought that was better for her to start, uh, but she's so competitive and she learned so quickly yeah. that she wanted to start fishing bass events. And I was like, well, dear, I'm, I'm nuts when it comes to fishing tournaments. Like I have to be there at a certain yeah. time. I have a he, game plan. I have to he's like, I, I can't be by you. I can't watch you. Like I, I'm going to tell everybody to make sure to keep an eye on you. Like I like, you know, how a husband would but the gist of it is uh, I, like, okay. I love you I love you with all my heart but on game day you're on your own and it's always <laughs> been that way yep and I didn't well, tell him I appreciate all the all you're doing but I'm not going to be around you either is basically yeah. <laughs> sure how I thought about it but I mean you know I appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
feeling like you have to protect me and stuff. So, but yeah. yeah. So this was my uh, rookie season in this club this year. That is freaking awesome, man. And, and boy, do I get it. It is. Um, so my wife has come with me one time back in the boat world. We went to Lake of the Ozarks oh, wow. and uh, she came with me, beautiful area down there. We stayed a little, uh, a, it wasn't a fancy resort, but it was a little resort right on the lake. I was able to get a boat slip and such. And she came out with me during practice time, nice. you know, and I found myself the whole day more worried and thinking about her because I know for a fact what kind of a grind it can be during practice. And so I literally kind of, you know, altered my practice, you know, quite a bit throughout that because it's like, you know what, it's more important that I do spend time with her out here that we're traveling around. It was a bucket list lake to get to, you know what I mean? It was so gorgeous. It was in the fall. It's like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. But that, that can be hard. You know, um, my wife and I have talked about traveling quite a bit more, but the, the last thing she, she totally gets it now that when I'm there, game face goes on in my mind i have to get in a routine um and that's why a lot of times she you know she's not interested in staying at the hotel or just kind of hanging out by herself you know that sort of thing or whatever that's just not that's just not for her so yeah we're we're still trying to figure out some see if we can find additional friends that she can you know james's wife is always around out there maybe she can you know buddy up with him yeah yeah i think it's taken from the time I showed interest in being on the kayak to now for us to figure out our own vibe, you know, like, well, you have our trailer. Um, I have my, (laughs) I have my tackle, which is very simple in a cube, you know, my four rods or whatever. And then he has his tons and tons and tons of time. all like tons of time to get ready and he's always in a hurry and i i always just kind of have to feel the water out and kind of look at the environment and and be ready you know maybe eat some breakfast or whatever but we it took to this point for him to see that i I can just set up my own stuff that's awesome your thing yeah Yeah. i'd actually rather it be that way yeah it's to say it's been difficult would be an understatement not because of her sure me. so like a week before a tournament uh to be honest i don't want to talk with anybody i i want to study maps i want to organize like to pre-fish. yeah i want to organize tackle i want to pre-fish i want a game plan i want to do all these things um and i want to be on the water the second week in launch i want to launch yep now my sweet lady right here next to me uh she is indifferent on launch time most of the time she's and it's one of the reasons, like if I was analyzing, it's one of the reasons why she's so dangerous. Yep. Um, for instance, at Pueblo dangerous. this year, yeah. um, my, my game plan when it comes to fishing, I always want to get away from people. It's, it's always my thing. So I am I see a bass boat pull up on a spot. And I'm thinking, how is this guy already here? You know what I mean? Like we don't have to get inspected like they do. What's going on? And I'm already like building excuses. And in my head, I'm already spinning. Right. Right. And then later on in the day, uh, after the tournament's over and I get to talk to Leslie, uh, after I launched, she went to the bathroom. What else did you do? Ate some breakfast. So she did. She won the state championship. And how, when did you launch? Probably about 730. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, so I, I get really bad motion sickness. So I, 
it was pretty a little bit windy that morning and I knew I had to rig two of my rods and I knew if I got on the water I was gonna get sick right away you know so I thought oh I'll just eat my breakfast drink my coffee you know rig my rods or whatever and then the sun came up and and then I kind of launched or whatever and uh and meanwhile, I'm already spinning. He's like, already I'm, I'm already like. <laughs> You've been fishing for hours. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, Leslie. There's no salt in these wounds right here because I was one of the guys you kicked my butt out there like thoroughly. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good to know got, that you were just like chilling like a villain out, you know, on the shore. I have to connect. I have to connect to everything and feel, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Um, especially like the I, that's why i don't i tell him i he loves to pre-fish i don't like to pre-fish because it messes up it messes up my vibe like i have to get on the water that day and see is it is it clear is it is it you know like how deep is it what's going on over here is there grass is there wheat you know what i mean and i don't want to know that ahead of time because by the time you get there you know if it's a week later something can shift or be different so now, I, let me let me ask a serious question on this yeah. the which I, yes, I agree with you, Eric, 100%. That, that Zen approach she's taken is guys like us have been doing this for a lot of years and we're trying to find that balance. Mm -hmm. But could a lot of this also be with the fact that you've been to a lot of these lakes and seen a lot of these? Would you do this, say, on a lake you've never been to whatsoever, never seen it, tournament morning, that's your first time on the ramp? Are you, are you are you still approaching the same way? I'm going to do it in March at Lake Chickamauga for sure. Yeah. No kidding. That's I mean, a classic. Gonna, I mean, I'm not going to go in clueless. I'm going to study up where to, you know, the boundaries are and stuff like that, but sure, sure, sure. it's a big lake, but it's still a fishery and it's still fish. It's still bass. So when I get on the water, I still have to look at structure and depth and temperature and where are my friends going to be? Yep. So, yep. I mean, dude, dude, she's so dangerous. Uh, like, <laughs> the fact that she just called him her friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking yeah. our ripping lips. She's yeah. like, oh, over here. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I get, it's funny, you guys were talking about how you take your picture. So <laughs> I catch, I catch the fish and remove the hook immediately, obviously, and then put them in my net and let them hang out in the net. And then I prepare for the picture or whatever. You know, and then then when you when you're ready to let the fish, I always say thank you and let them. Go. You know what I mean? That's and awesome. That's just, that's my vibe. Yeah, so. she's super super dangerous. Um, <laughs> it, it, it you know it, it's one of those things. The vibe doesn't change based on the results either. Like she goes out to be the best that she can be. She's not competing against us, right? right. And, and it's this thing. It's like you. You can't beat somebody that has a mentality like that because there is no losing. There's only winning. And it's it's something that, like, I've tried to learn from her uh, every time out. And, and it's it's super, super hard to do because it's it, it's that competitive thing where she's got friends, right? Like you just said, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm out there. And, and even when it's going good, I overanalyze. I, like, if I win a tournament, but I dump a single fish, that's what I think about. Yep. When she's done with the tournament, it's the self-satisfaction of knowing she did her best in the moment. And there's not this replay that we have, you know what I mean? Where you or I might be replaying every single moment. Uh, Leslie's not thinking about it anymore. She's moved on to the next, to the next thing. And her natural ability to break down water 
without all the aids that we have. Like I, I've just a, a little comparison, you know, <laughs> it, in my, uh, in my I fish out of a pro angler, I've got uh, an HGS, <clears throat> a carbon unit. I've got active target. I've got a 0.1. That way I know exactly where my bow's pointed at all times. I've got eight rods rigged and ready to go. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm a big man and I probably have as much tackle as I weigh in my kayak. My wife has a converted ice unit, a Garmin, a five inch Garmin. We got the open water transducer. There's, I don't even think it has downscan. Does it have downscan? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. She uses it for depth and water temperature more than anything else. Yeah. She has four rods, three or four Plano boxes and one bag of plastics. <laughs> but the natural ability to break down water and figure out what fish are feeding on without a hurry uh, I've been teaching fishing a very long time. Uh, you know, and most of the time when you're teaching somebody fishing, it's like, here, put on a sinkhole and go have fun. Yep. But her ability to learn at a pace, uh, I, I don't know if people are going to think I'm crazy for, for saying this, but like it kind of reminds me of AMART a little bit with the natural ability and just right. thing. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, well, yeah, she doesn't know who he is. I don't know who that is. That is, that's, he's a legend. He is, he was identical age, born the same year I was, and uh, and just passed away. Uh, I think twenty twenty one was that oh, the year that okay. he passed away. This uh, no, is he is he's a natural. He was a natural. There's probably no other angler that was just more naturally in tune with his surroundings. Was a Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. loved by everyone. Yeah, yeah, quickly. Quickly could break down water. Quickly made adjustments. Um, yeah, I, and I mean, whooped people with the drop shot, Leslie, like you yeah. did to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, is I don't know if you told the story about the last fish, the winning fish mm -hmm. that I caught. I think it was fifteen minutes before the end of the tournament. Um, I ran out of the color I needed of the, <laughs> the bait I was using, and all I could. All I could think in my head was him because so going back a little bit when the pandemic happened is when I got into fishing. Awesome. So it's when we first got together and we were locked in together and there was nothing else to do. So he would just talk to me and talk to me and talk to me about fishing. And it, it was just so intriguing to me. And I would listen to every story about every river and every lake and every um, opportunity he had and, and what fish did this and what, and I just soaked it all in. Right. And then when we started getting out on the water, then I just started learning and mapping and, and taking it all in. So, so he's always told me, you'll never understand. Cause I always tell him, why do you need to buy 10 of those? Like, I don't understand why you need to buy 10 of those packages. And he goes, you're going to figure that out when you run out of the color you need and the bite is hot and you, you don't have any more, you're going to understand that. So I'm on the kayak. It's like 15 minutes till the end of the tournament. And, you know, at that point, the, everything's shut off. You can't see what's happening. Right. I'm going, you know, I've been here before. I've been in first place before. And then I get beat at the end. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I, I don't have any more of the color I need. You know, what am I going to do? And so the, the color I was using was like a bass, baby bass color shad, you know. And so I looked in my hatch and I had my Sharpie marker for our identifiers, you know, and I thought, I earlier in the day, I saw a shad float by and it was silver and it had the little black kill spot and all that. And I thought, 
Okay. Well, I have ghost color shads, here, you know, um, bait in here and I colored it back and I drew big circles on the side of it. And then I threw it in there and sure as crap, just wham, I got the winning fish within <laughs> the last 15 minutes on this colored, you know, bait. Um, but I remember, I remember him saying. <laughs> that was ringing off in your head. I'll never understand until you run out. But he also taught me how to color things too. So but there's that. But but again, going back to natural ability, I would I would have overthought the situation because of Sharpie, oh, yeah. negative scent. It's too yeah. artificial. Yep. Um, which is why in my hatch I have all the different uh, spike it markers. Yep. I, uh, tons of them. Uh, but Miss, it, there's it's a natural ability. I, and I and I don't want to discredit all the work that she's put in. Like, I mean, she's a stick for sure. And, and oh she, yeah. Uh, it, it, the other thing that's funny is like, you know, talking with the, the guys at work and stuff, uh, this goes back a couple of years. I, I would go into work and, you know, everybody I work with, they fish too. And I would say, you know, my wife kicked my butt at horse tooth. <laughs> and at first I think they thought I was trying to be cute. Right. And it's like, I'm not trying to be cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was trying and she was whooping me, and it and it's happened enough to where it's a thing. And now the guy, all the guys at work, totally understand it. But <laughs> even even in the kayak world, which we're we're the community's so great, we all know that. But I think at first, when she first started fishing the tournaments, there was this idea that her and I were fishing next to each other yep. or something. And until people started seeing her on the water, because it's it's legit, like at Pueblo go that way i went one way she went the other way and we both have an understanding of okay we might run into other kayak anglers today but this is my water and that is your water Mm -hmm. and that that's the way we never see each other on the water like ever ever. any any of the tournaments we're always in totally different places yeah and our our approach our approaches are a lot different too like she fish totally different she leaves no meat on the bone she really doesn't like uh she could fish uh I don't know, a hundred yard square area all day long. And there's just no meat on the bone. I'm when I first started fishing kayak tournaments, I put one of those little kitchen timers on my, um, on the deck in front of me. <laughs> nice. I so fast that I wasn't given spots enough time. Yep. But, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that, uh, very, very proud. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, one of the things speaking of that, time one of the i don't know if you can see it too well you'll see all the alarms i have yeah it's reduced down i actually uh the night before the tournament i set my series of alarms so that i know that if i'm in an area when this alarm goes off i know that okay it's it's been a couple hours now it's been an hour and a half i need to be moving now if i'm not seeing action and so that's that's one of the ways I always remind myself you know is that is the alarm piece there to keep keep trudging but you know, the cool thing that I love hearing about this is, and anybody who's been doing this for any amount of years will attest to this, the things that come natural to you, Leslie, are the things that we still are working to try to figure out. We may have grabbed and have some technical knowledge or have this or that. We've spent all the our, our careers up to this point bicking up all that stuff first. You kind of went, yeah, that's pretty. Um, I'll I'll get there. I'm gonna take care of the you know that natural side of this, the instinct piece, the the mental game. 
yeah, you, you know, you, you keep be, just being you and the rest of us are going to be hating it, you know, <laughs> tournament day. And in actuality, uh, one of the things I was talking with James, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And in the CKB, we we can agree with this. Every one of these people that steps in that realm there is a hook in this state. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said before, anybody has a shot at winning that, a legitimate chance at winning that, that is in that, you know, those deals. I love, you know, that aspect of being able to go against that, that level of competition. Yeah. Um, but then finding out just how freaking cool everybody is, you know, I in know. the process of this, that's, uh, that's super awesome. But yeah, that's, uh, that's some impressive stuff, uh, Leslie. That's the, yeah, where you're, you have zenned out with this thing. And um, you're just going to grab a lot of attention now. There's going to be a lot of people watching you out there. That's, that's all right. <laughs> well, and the other, the other part, you know, talking about the things that she grasps, grasps, I can't, grasps. Grasps. <laughs> so naturally, <laughs> um, there's no ego involved with it. So, <clears throat> you know, it, when you talk about, a, a male-dominated sport, and that's what it is. I, yep. I mean, it, I, I love my sweet lady next to me, but it's a male-dominated sport. Now, is it because there's more dudes and ladies fishing it? I don't know that far, but I do know that um, ego comes into play with this. It, yep. it, you know, if we're in the trust tree or whatever, so it's like, you know, uh, when it comes to learning new techniques, if it's, you know, swim baits were really big uh, and stuff like, if Leslie doesn't like the way that it feels and it doesn't fit what she's set out that is her, she doesn't mess with it. Like it's yeah. so interesting because it's, uh, for instance, I, I could be on a hot top water bite, and she, if if it's something that needs to be done, she'll do it, but she doesn't get swayed by it. So I, you know, if I'm using a walking bait and I'm catching fish, this is you know obviously fun fishing, sure. And you know she's catching them on a net or she's catching them on a drop shot. She doesn't care what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, at all. I it, do care what you're doing. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's yep. that thing where. If you're in a boat yeah. with your buddy and your buddy starts sticking them on a jig, you go, okay, I'm going to put a jig on. Now with her, it's almost the exact opposite where it's like, she's rooting for you. Like if, if anybody that's fished next to her in a tournament, you're catching friends. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, that's, anybody that's fished next to her at a tournament. She told me this. I, I don't know if it was Trinidad or where it was, but somebody caught fish next to her and she was cheering them on. Nice. Like, oh no, that was Trinidad. And I was in first place there too, but. Yeah, yeah, but you somebody here, caught one and here, you cheered them up. She beat me in the last eleven minutes, but um, yeah, I had so it's it's I would I don't want to say it's been difficult as a female in the the groups because everybody's been very very good to me, but I I probably tend to get crowded more so I would think you know or whatever it, it doesn't bother me at all. You could fish right next to me and it wouldn't bother me. But um, I had probably about five or six people um, around me in that tournament fishing where I was. And then I also had two bass boats pitching at me. Um, and I just kind of stood my ground and, and just kept catching fish right there and, and uh, kind of taught the guy how to do it and then cheered him on. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of, yeah, struggling. And I was like, yeah, well, if you do this. So yeah. if, if I'm not in a community hole and somebody gets close enough to me he where, oh yeah, I, I'll freaks out. I, not yeah. freaks out. Like I don't, it's all in inside head, in his head. He freaks out. Right. But it, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm we're in the trust tree. Right. Like, yep. uh, dude, when I'm out in my boat, I've, I've let people know what the square build where the line is. 
You know what I mean? It's like, yep. yeah, but at that point, see, my mind was I've already, um, I've already broken it down. I figured out the color, the height to put my drop shot. Like I knew exactly where these fish were and they weren't where I was. So I knew they weren't going to catch my friends. She was, you know, so she, <laughs> my I, friends. I was, yeah, I was like, I'm they can get their this, own friends. I'm on this structure and I worked it all morning and I know exactly what they want. So I just continued to catch fish there and they weren't there. I mean, uh, it wasn't th- to give this a little more context. Uh, how how long have you been fishing? Just period, not even kayak fishing, just fishing. Well, I mean, I fished as a little girl with my dad. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking like bass fishing, like what you do now. How long? When did we start? Um, 2020. She started in 2020, and yep. she had the spot within the spot. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's just that thing where it's like. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it, it, I, I would love to be like, yeah, well, you know, I, I helped her with this and this it, dude, it's natural ability. There's yeah. something and it's her connection with the water or whatever it is. <clears throat> it's different. Uh, she, she has that vision piece that isn't clouded from all the other crap. It's, it's almost, and, and I mean, yeah, I mean I this in the, like I mean this, mm-hmm. I mean this in the, in the highest possible compliment. It's like, it's the innocence piece. You know, like uh, there, there's a certain piece that you don't know the, the, you know, certain things that get in your way. Like with the more information you learn, it clouds your real vision. You still have that real vision, but yeah. yet now you're adding into it all the extra stuff. All the cool things that he knows. And that's, I was going to say, and that's why he keeps calling you dangerous because he's 100% correct. In a tournament setting, you're a, you are a dangerous champ. <laughs> I am the champ. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. Like, if if I, I I'm a Colorado native, she's a Colorado native, but I've been doing this since I've been knee high to a grasshopper. You know, there's there's some people that they're like, you know, I started with RC cars and then I played guitar and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's been this for my whole entire life. It's been nothing else. So when I pull up on a spot, I have. I don't know. I'm, I'm 42 years old. I, I'd say I got nuts about fishing when I was four or five. Nice. So I, have, I have all that information in my head where it's like, and now fishing these tournaments, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. I like fishing away from people at every opportunity I get. So for years and years and years, my idea of, you know, fishing wasn't like, Hey, let's go to the reservoir and compete. It was, let's find the little local gyms that nobody else knows. Right. But I, I don't know how many years it's been that I've been fishing tournaments. But anyways, what I'm getting at is, let's say we I find an offshore hump. I think about the hundred times I've fished the same exact piece of structure and how I caught them in the past, and that's clouding what is right in front of me right there, just purely looking at it situationally, not with – because really that's what kills us. Right. History either helps us or it kills us. And she Agreed. has – thing and, and I, I it, it's who she is as a human being so it's like if it was anybody but Leslie I would be like okay well, I'm kind of worried that you know when you get five years in when you get 10 years in you're gonna have the same information downloaded but dude when she gets home from a tournament she's like thinking about work she's thinking about the kids she's mm-hmm. actually I'll tell you what she does she comes home and she's mom that's it just it, it <laughs> shuts off oh and, yeah oh yeah yeah, it, that's it, awesome. We got three teenagers, so you know that keeps it's, you busy. It's busy. Yeah. 
Very busy. And she's patient with them too. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you touched on something that I do. I did. I want to get your opinion on this, Leslie, uh, just as a, as a competitive female angler here in, let me uh, allow me to kind of set the stage with this. Our sport fishing, competitively fishing, regardless of the vessel is one that doesn't care your age, your race, your sex, your religion. Our sport is an equal (laughs) playing ground. There is no advantage that, uh, you know, male has over female or female over male. It's one of the things that I love so much about our our sport. I wanted to get your opinion on on a deal because as a father of of, uh, a 24-year-old, very smart, very strong, fierce young lady, I was, was... adamant uh, with her as she grew up that that the world is is hers to take and and to accept nothing less you know her i wanted her to be powerful and 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 confident when i see these all female leagues mm-hmm. be it boat or whatever else it kind of ticks me off it kind of gets under my skin a little bit because it's almost as if someone's saying they need to just compete against other gals Mm-hmm. And I get offended, you know, and I'm not, I'm not of the millennial. I'm a triggered. No, I'm not. I, I, most of the time I tell people, calm down. You're reading too far into it. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, we can, we can say things and it doesn't mean that, you know, the whole world is, you know, a group of Nazis, you know, type thing. it's a, you know, relax. But when I do see that stuff, it, it bugs me, I guess is the best word. I'm just like, ah. Stop, get in this field where there's real money and go kick their butt all over the place. Right. How, what is your feeling? I mean, on those, do you, are you mixed on? I know you're, you're pretty like overall Zen with everything it appears, but <laughs> when you see that kind of stuff, you know, what, what, what's your feeling on it? So, I mean, there, that's a lot of different things we could touch on, but as far as being like, in a, in in just a club with just females, are you saying what I want to do that? Or what do I think about that? Yeah. Like the certain leagues that have, you know, they separate, you know, off just a female league type thing only. Honestly, the thing I really like about fishing and um, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this is it, it's not, it it is a physical sport. Don't get me wrong. Cause I mean, obviously when you get off a kayak at the end of the day, you're white. And I don't know how I'm going to do it for two days in a row, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work out and get ready for that. But um, (laughs) it's really about a few different things. It's about up here and it's about um, being at the right place at the right time and, and being confident. And I don't think that in, I don't think that's a gender specific thing. So right. right, I don't think that, um, it should be because I, I have a lot, I do hair for a living. So I have a lot of clients say, well, is this a female group? And I go, no, it's just, it's just a, it's co-ed. I mean, it's just whoever signs up and whoever's in it and it's all ages and it's all, you know, different types of people. Um, but yeah, I, I try to gear away from those types of clubs that are just females Yep. Uh, and, it, and it, we can even go farther into like branding and stuff like, it's really hard just in general to be a female in the fishing industry. Cause like a lot of the, mm-hmm. gear, a lot of the gear is not for us. Like I'm five, three, um, 
stout, shorter, you know, and I like shorter rods and I like, um, my car hearts to not have a place where, you know, (laughs) (laughs) where men go to the bathroom. Like I don't want that on my car hearts and boots were really hard to really hard to find. I mean, um, it just goes on and on and on. And then again, I'm, I'm a minority and I'm also, uh, not 20 years old in the industry too. So, I mean, there's a lot, if someone was smart (laughs) and wanted to grab on to the situation, I I think it's going to change. I think that females in the fishing industry aren't just going to be cooler girls anymore. I think they're going to be actual athletes, um, in, in this. And I'm actually excited to be a part of it because I don't have, I don't have the previous, um, I don't know, judgment on like different brands and things like that. This is all new to me and it's all kind of new right now too. I mean, there's some some female brands out there, but honestly, I I'm kind of, um, I'm a little sad when I look at their ads and things like that, because it's all, it's very catered to a specific, I'm not going to point it out, but it's a specific age. It's a specific. We all know. Yeah. I mean, and that's not real. I mean, so. And I, ha- I too have a, a daughter. She's, she's 19 in college and I've always, she's, she's, she's modest. She's a lady, but she can also handle herself if she needs to. And I, that's how I look at things. I'm not a man. I'm a, I'm a woman and I'm a mother and I, but I'm also an athlete. So damn straight. Um, I think it's gonna, I think it'll, I think it's going to start to change. Well, it, in, one of the other things I, I think is worth pointing out is we're in one of the best, uh, two of the best, let, let, let's be honest, like I, two of the yeah. best kayak clubs in the country where Agreed. Uh, we we support each other. Yeah. It, it's like, dude, if you want to sign up on tournament day, uh, you're going to be supported. If you have a question, you're going to be supported. So the culture that we come from is that it's supportive, it's inclusive, it's, it's really, really great. Yep. Um, and there, there's a lot of people to thank for that. Unfortunately, I don't think um, the conditions are the same across the country. You right. know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things where Leslie is strong-willed enough to where um, if somebody came at her cross, she would whoop them. <laughs> <laughs> just just to like I put it out there. I would them up and down. No. But but the thing <laughs> is, is, like I like I, I'm like you. I I think that you know fishing is one of the rare opportunities in life where the things that divide us above the water have no bearing on anything that happens below the water. Nothing. Um, but I would imagine that there's some good old boys clubs mm-hmm. and things like that sure. where, uh, you know, the, the same people that support the the idea of a cooler girl and all the rest of the stuff, like, I, and I don't want to get too uh, too off topic, but like sure. we, all, we all have a role to play in making it um, – inclusive seems like very hippie or whatever, but to make it inclusive and, and to do that, if, if the, how I affect change or try to being a quiet middle-aged white dude, right. Is I do it with how I spend my money. So if somebody runs an ad that is clearly placating on, you know, sexuality or whatever, I dude, I don't care what you make. You don't get my dollar anymore. Like that. Well, Eagle Claw doesn't run that either. No, Eagle Claw wouldn't touch that at all. You know, we're a family brand and we believe I, and I don't want to make this about work, but I'll, I'll tell no. you, I'll, I'll tell you plain and simple. When, uh, if I ask somebody to say, what does an Eagle Claw angler look like? Uh, there is no wrong answer. 
right? Like it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's absolutely everybody. And, and fishing is that uh, in, in Colorado, we're so blessed to have so many amazing people that make all that. like, dude, I don't care how bad I do at a tournament. I always look forward to talking to everybody afterwards. Right. Like it's it's yeah. always a thing. And I think that what starts to happen is we start looking for that person that's not connecting. And I've seen people grab them in and talk to them and stuff like that. But I, right. I think what we have is very special and I don't know that that's everywhere. You know yeah. I mean? And touching on the all female type of um, clubs and stuff like that, those females also need to um, be, well, it, you can't be, you can't be one thing and the other. You can't just want to be all female and then join in on the male group also, like, you know, and not allow a male to join in on your group, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> but, but so I, I, I'm going to very oddly, I'm going to compare this to the NBA and this is not going to make <laughs> sense, but you got to stay with me. Uh, when I was growing up, I would call it the golden era of basketball. You didn't want to be on the same team as the best. You wanted to beat the best. Right. If Leslie was fishing in an all-female circuit, you wouldn't be satisfied because you like even if there was sticks, and there are, there are female sticks, obviously, but you want to beat the best, correct? Well, and it's always I do want to beat the best. And uh, <laughs> I want to beat everybody. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love uh, the Zen, but then now I'm gonna take you out. <laughs> So this is what it feels like to me. It feels like we're getting, uh, it's like you can, it's like a head start or it's like we're getting um, privileges or whatever because we're females or whatever. I, that to me is like, that doesn't work for me. I don't want, like I told him, he he's like, why didn't you um, let me know you needed more baits or whatever? And I'm like, I, I don't want to be considered weak and I don't want to be considered like somebody that can't compete against the best she won't so and this started early 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 uh like uh braid de floro uni uni not or whatever uni, not uni. like yeah see i don't even remember what say it, how you say it uni uni so she called it the <laughs> uni, uni, not. and i too shall now call it the uni uni, uni, uni not from here on out yeah. <laughs> i know once once she learned it she wouldn't take help with it um uh, yeah it, it, it she no, just cause, very, cause very strong go, will. Let me do it. And I go, no, I don't, I don't want you to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, That's but, how he taught me how to, to, during the pandemic, this sounds ridiculous, but we're all locked in because we can't work or whatever. And he got me a spool of line, spool of braid. And he's like, this is how you do it. And I sat there and I did it and I did it and I did it. And I, did yeah. it. I tied knots. That's what I did. I sat and tied knots. But, but And that's the other thing. She doesn't, she, she learns well. She doesn't listen well. So for instance, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I listen. When, when, when you think drop shotting, just like 99% of the people on the planet, you think of, you know, a lot of people now we run fluoro, to, uh, braid to floral, light line, stuff like that. Uh, Leslie does not like light line at yeah. all. So uh, our local pond, she would drop shot with 17 pound test. Yeah. Okay. 17 pound braid, 17 feel, pound floral. Yeah. It's all about connection. And I don't drop shot. I don't know how, I don't know how you drop shot. I know how you drop shot, but we don't drop shot the same at all. It's all about, I, I almost dead stick it and I have to hold my arm straight out and just feel what's going on, you know, or whatever. And if, if you have that teeny tiny little line, like you can't feel, you can't. I couldn't agree more. I hate 
the, the, the wimpy setups. I have called Colorado fishing finesse or famine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. When I went to Pickwick, the bass kayak uh, series there, I stayed with two other pros. We were hanging out and one of the pros came by. Now, mind you, he is a mountain of a human being. Joshua Deal. He's like 6'7", 310. I mean, he's a big boy. Yeah. And he's from Georgia. Okay. They don't throw eight pound tests down in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sitting there with my gear. And because I've been Colorado fishing so much, I have learned that all my previous Minnesota size stuff in the Midwest, in the Ozarks, I have been, you know, crinking all my baits have been getting smaller and smaller. He comes by and he's like, man, you, you <laughs> always throw all this small stuff all the time. <laughs> I'm like, three eighths is not that small <laughs> to them. That's, that's dinky stuff, you know, and, and I'm, I'm throwing quarter ounce swim jigs now and yeah. finesse jigs. You know, that's actually what I, I killed them on it. Uh, Lewis and Clark was a quarter ounce finesse jig, uh, but I put a, a good meaty trailer on it to kind of get me yeah. some weight behind it. But yeah. no, that, that, that is a, a deal that I too, uh, you know, like most of my, my leader stuff is like at the, the smallest I'll go and still feel comfortable is like 10 pound, you know, it's most time it's 12 or whatever. Uh, well, it, 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 it just depends on the situation. Like I've gone as light as five and I ran five. Uh, Gracious. I think it well, was you caught a tiger muskie. Yeah, I, well, I like five. Yeah, I got I got a tiger muskie on six, but in, in like in a tournament situation, on accident. So I'll, it was. I'll break the stuff setting the hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it, it's that thing though. When you when you build a system, like we all have our comfort zones, and yeah, and I'll tell you, I got finesse because of tournaments. Yeah, you know, fun fishing. I, I would fish jigs. I would fish all the stuff that we love to fish because I love putting the wood to them. Yep. Uh, but then uh, the first tournament that I fished with uh, CKFC was at Boyd, and uh, I actually got lucky. I I tied for first with Scott Brands, but I caught uh, my limit in seven casts with spinnerbait. Wow! So it was just it, it it was like it was awesome. And then the next tournament I had at Pueblo, and I sucked. <laughs> and it and it was that thing that I I figured out something at the end of the tournament, but it didn't like click all the way yet. So then, you know, I'm such a competitive person that uh, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to study everything that I have to. You know, I, I drop shot it and stuff before, but I, I went really deep into it. I went deep into drop shotting my way, not your way, uh, Ned rigs and stuff like that. And I, I've, for me, I push the limit on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I want something that separates me from the crowd. You know, we don't have big water. We're going to be around right. the same. Fish. So I would go as light as I could. I would see how that felt. Um, I broke a fish off at Horsetooth. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I ended up taking second in that tournament, and it really left a bad taste in my mouth. So I bumped up a little bit. Um, but then I'd watch her, and I'd watch her go heavy. And I I found middle ground somewhere around 8 or 10. Yep. But I do think there's there's a time and place where if your system's built for it, which, you know, a more limber rod, all the different things, loose drag, I, you can land anything on super light line. Totally. It's just super uncomfortable. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it's that thing, uh, Strawbridge, uh, Trinidad. This is like two years ago, maybe three years ago. I saw him fighting a fish off the boat ramp. And I don't know how light he goes, but I could tell you either he was hooked into a wiper or he was fishing really light line and he, he had to work it for a while to get it up. 
Yep. Um, and, and I think that's one, another reason I, it sounds like I'm, well, I am, I'm a Colorado fan of all things Colorado, but uh, that's one of the reasons why the anglers here travel so well. That's why we're dangerous. Cause you, you know, if you think about the tournament season, you probably caught them on a jig, you probably caught them on a Texas rig, you probably caught them on walking baits or a whopper plopper or something like that. But you've also had to get proficient with either a drop shot or a Ned rig to be competitive. Yep. Yep. Ned rig is the the choice I've always gone with. I, I need to go out with you guys and have you guys school me on the drop shot. Cause I just, I, I literally, I'll, I'll rig it up. I'll be meticulous about how I rig it. Make sure I get my tail, you know, uh, tail piece through the right way. So my hook sets just nice. And about an hour in, to the day I'm cutting it off my pole and I'm re-rigging it because <laughs> yeah. I just, I, yeah. m- my style of fishing is that of, of power fishing. I enjoy moving oh, baits. I enjoy uh, enticing the reaction strike, you know, looking, I wanted to make a point on it. It's awesome when I hear stories about, you know, he- heavier line drop shotting working. There's a guy on the all American series um, who is one of the, you know, he's, he ended up in the top five points again, this season, this guy throws nearly exclusively all braid. Mm -hmm. And there was a season or two that I was doing that. And I then got away and I went to almost all floral uh, for a lot of my presentations. I then got angry with that. I found a balance in there. Now, you know, most of my cranking, I try to keep floral going, uh, you know, for the most yeah. part, but I won't throw any, anything above a 17 pound floral personally, just because I hate the knot tying that happens. It just, I feel like it gets brittle um, yeah. with that. But at any rate, point is I love hearing. And that's one cool thing about our sport is that just when you think it's this way, there'll be exceptions that prove that no, it's, it's, it's more where you're comfy, man. And there's so much more going on out there. Well, uh, speaking about straight braid, she fished straight braid still prefers to fish straight braid on a net. Yeah. I actually got away from the net for a little bit that (laughs) he used to call me the one trick pony or whatever, because if I, if I, if I, if I use something that season and it's working, I just stick with it. I don't, nice. I, he switches tackle constantly. Yep. I just switch colors. That's all I do. I, I do the same bait, but I do different colors. Um, but I learned with straight braid on a Ned because I can feel it. Everything. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. And so I, I started throwing the Ned uh, a few weeks ago on off the kayak at a friend's um, lake we were invited to and I was not hooking up right with the fish and I I couldn't remember like what what is my deal like this is my this is my go-to or whatever and and then I I realized I had a leader on and I oh, was afraid and I yeah. told I told him that's that's why I wasn't hooking up with the fish you know I, I know I sound like I'm my wife's like a uh, hype man like I'm her place <laughs> like that he but is. we talked about it before this but, but. <laughs> But like the the thing with the drop shot is you, there, there's a lot of, well, put it to you like this, like when you're fishing a jig, it, it, just a standard jig, not like a football head or any, anything mm-hmm. like that, it, it's pinpointing targets, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're not covering water. You're looking at, you know, whether it's a lay down or something like that. Um, if you're using a football head and you're casting out, you're dragging it in with a drop shot for me, the way that I fish it, uh, I have to know there's fish. It, it's this, it's the same concept as a jig. I'm, I'm pinpointing 
exact stuff. And, and it, it's been deadly over the years. What I'll do is I'll, I'll find a bait. I, I've always called it seek and destroy. I'll find a bait that I can cover water with, and then I'll find a way to pick them apart once I find them. The difference with me and Leslie is if she knows the general area they're in, she's patient enough to search with a drop shot, meaning each, <laughs> each little tiny crevice, she'll fish it. And then uh, I'll, I'll give you another one where her patience, her Zen, her vibe or whatever is different. Uh, what's the deepest you'll fish a weightless Senko? A weightless Cinco? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not probably a great person to ask on this. About probably 10 feet, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait that long. I, I would say at 10 feet, you're in probably the top five percentile. Of, I can't do it past two. Like <laughs> two, maybe three. Uh, she can do it in 15 to 20 if she has to. Eek. That's actually one of my favorite. <laughs> so one of my favorite fishing techniques. Show, and I, I don't know how you do it. I, and like, can you explain your thought process when you do that? So you're, you're going to have the champ giveaway. All her- <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that you- they're not going to go do this. Yeah. Doesn't. Nobody's going to do this. So <laughs> my favorite, my favorite place to do this is around buoys or around chunk rock where the, so if you can imagine the chunk rock comes down, there's the water and then the water is about, 15 feet deep, you know, the chunk rock keeps going down. There's always that, there's always the stopping point to where it meets the flat, right? There's the crease right there or whatever. Transition. Yeah. So I'll, what I do in my mind is I picture, okay, guess what? This, the little, the little fish, the little friends like to hang out in the rocks, in the chunk rock, but the big mamas, they like to hang out right in that transition. So what I do is I take my weightless off plastic and I'll cast parallel in that direct, you know, I'll find the depth on my, on my, um, de- Gar- depth. Finder. Yeah. And then I literally I'll cast it as far as I can. And then I let it just sink. And then what I'll do is I'll slowly bring it to me, um, along that transition and more than 90% of the time I get, I get somebody there. There's people that won't even Carolina rig. There's nobody that's going to do that. And, <laughs> and the thing that I think that's so cool about it, I've seen her do it. I, I can't tell you how many times. And and when it's on, it's one of those things that nothing else is, is going it, to, when it's the deal, it's the deal. Right. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Agreed. I, I would rather catch fish any other way than that. And she's not impatient with it. She just sticks with it. And it's, the other thing that's cool is, that, and again, this is me being my wife's flavor flave. She's she's talking about a transition. She's visualizing a transition. I, I could tell you, I didn't teach her any of that. And the terminology and stuff when we're like transition, she just goes, "That's where my friends hang out." <laughs> <laughs> that's where the big ones are. And, and it's and it's funny to see it all take place in in real time and watch her break something down. And then I'm like, uh, I'm over here with live scope going, I'll, I'll just, I'll show <laughs> yeah. you where they're at. I'll show you where they're at, whatever. And she has no interest in it. No interest. Right. Whatsoever. It's like nah. when I first got active target, which mind you, she got for me. Yeah. yeah. I, first- <laughs> I did. I bought it as a gift when I, for, when I, for the raining camp. When, yeah. I, when, I, when I first got active target, <laughs> there's a little, there's a little pond that we fish that hasn't been found by fish brain or anything else yet. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be found sooner or later, but it's a very special place right now. I, I was dying to get her out there to show her. No interest. No interest whatsoever. And I think, and I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think one of those things 
It's like when you when you read a book and then you watch the movie. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. like, you, well, you know what I mean? Like, like the fa- I don't want, I don't, I just. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 <laughs> did Did you see the, the California club? I did. You have to choose one or the other. Is that really a thing? Look, I, 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 I'm very adamant in the, in these areas. It's that's asinine. Come on, yeah. get, get out of the stone ages. These are uh, ch- change. You know, we talked about this a little bit. We touched on, there is a good old boy type mentality with our sport. And unfortunately when new things come along that, that they maybe don't fully understand a hundred percent or they think they do. If they fully understood it, they'd understand that this doesn't put more fish in your boat. Mm-hmm. Right. That device does not put more fish in the boat or the kayak. Right. What it does is make you more efficient when you learn how to use it. Yeah. It cuts down time. Yeah. In, in my opinion, that's all these devices do. You could say the same thing when it comes to side scan. When it comes to these, side scan allows us to be more efficient where I don't have to pass over a a hump or a log with my traditional sonar now. I can run 50, 60 feet away from it down a shore and I can go, ah, there's one and I can run over there. You know, the image quality on, and not that I like them because I don't prefer using Hummingbird, but their side scan, no one can argue. That is ridiculous detail they show on theirs. Um, you can see fish all day long. Yeah, You see them in real time as you pass by them. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the panoptic stuff. Yeah, I just I think it's a cultural thing that. Man, it's talk about Pandora's box. I mean, yeah. don't you don't you think? I mean, the moment you start. Okay, well, this isn't allowed if you're going to use this. What's next? Berkeley Maxent not allowed because fish hold on and their scientists have proved it. (laughs) But that's not fair. (laughs) It's like, come on. It's funny. So I won my first tournament that I used with Active Active Target. I won, right? And and it it played a key role. It it really did. I found fish fish deeper than I I normally would have fished, and then I picked them apart. I I mean, it, it was... Uh, for horse tooth, I think I got 82 inches is what it was for horse horse tooth. Which, wow. I, I mean, I, yeah. it, I I had them dialed. Well, the thing that's funny is I had them dialed in pre-fishing on something completely different. And then, you know, I. <laughs> is I, that pre-fishing thing? Yeah. No, I, I'm just kidding. It, it just so happened that I, I used the technology to win. But then I could tell you the next two or three tournaments, it cost me dearly because I wasn't listening to instincts anymore. I was looking at a screen. And anybody who hasn't utilized the technology that thinks it's like this cure-all, dude, when it's good, it's really good. But sure. when, it's, when it's bad, it's a time suck like no other, and it and it could cost you. It's it's that thing. Like my goal for next season is to be more zen, is first and foremost, right? Uh, but two is to continue to refine the balance of guts and technology. Yep. It's my gut That's feeling what and I technology. Told you, huh? What? When I, when I made you mad and I told you, do you what, did you forget how to fish? Yeah, she because... told me she told me that at Trinidad. Actually, <laughs> did you forget how to fish? Because I was going past brush piles. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. The champ with yeah. the steaming words. <laughs> and this is pre this is pre champ too. I mean, something happened to where did the battery die or something? And I said, 
so wait a second. Did you just, did you learn, forget how to fish? And oh man. No, I, I, I don't remember. I don't think the battery died, but I, I do. I, I looked at, I was, it was I, almost like I found fish and I couldn't get them to go. Mm. Right. So it, it was one of those things to where the age old question, if you find fish or you never leave fish to find fish. Trinidad right. was like that this last year. I, I didn't fish the CKFC one. I did the C, CKB one. And yeah, Trinidad was, there was, I was finding them too. And you just could not convince them to bite. It, it, I don't know why Trinidad hasn't shown out the way it normally does the last couple of years, but Trinidad is one of the best fisheries in the state by far. Like we, uh, so actually this is the, the first CKFC that we went to. We had a horrible Airbnb, but <laughs> This is before yeah. Leslie was out in the kayaks. Yeah. I caught a five pound smallie pre-fishing that year. Jeez. And then the next year we went out and we pre-fished together for a little bit. The day before I caught a five pound smallie there. And, and it's, and it uh, the, yeah. And then the tournament day, it was tough. It's just, it's an amazing, amazing lake. It just, it, I hope we keep scheduling tournaments because there's going to be a tournament where uh, it's going to take, dude, it wouldn't shock me of 90. Wow. That would be nice for our waters out here. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So let's let's get into some of that. Let's say, uh, you know, briefly talk here about we have the Colorado Kayak Fishing Club. For those of you who don't know, that's the CKFC. Um, they are probably the state's largest kayak fishing club. Um, one caveat about this club, it's great for people that are brand new all the way to the people that have been doing this for a long time. They're, they're very wide range. Um, and they don't permit motors, uh, in their, uh, competition. They allow it in practice, but, uh, not in competition. Um, which I have my opinions on that whole side of things, but regardless, awesome group of people is, was that the first club, uh, Eric, that you got involved in, in the state? Cause I know CKB has only been around since like what, 2020, 2021, something like that. Yeah, so I was on the first board of directors for CKFC uh, when we first started tournaments. Uh, super, super lucky. Dave Kuzer, and I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i probably going to leave somebody out with the board, but you got Johnny Waginka was the president. Dave Kuzer was a tournament director, and I was a sponsor coordinator. Nice. Uh, but we all worked together to get to get it off the ground. Um, and originally, it was uh, the very first tournament was a trout tournament, believe it nice. or not. Yep. Um, and we, and we had, it was, it was like a multi-species after that. And then as soon as, uh, we went bass and we had a bass series, it was like, all right, dude, I'm in, you know, you know what I mean? Like, right. or, you know, a trout tournament, it's still cool. And I, and we want to do more of the multis before, but, uh, it was that second season in the Boyd tournament I was talking about. I, and I'll tell you, Scott Brand's the dirty dog that he is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a good, a good showing that first tournament. And we go in and Scott Brands goes, what'd you get? I don't know. It was like 82, 83. It, it was a good day. And uh, he goes, yes, I beat you. That's all I wanted to do. I, I, it was the first time I ever met him. Oh, right. <laughs> if, you go, if you go on his tourney profile, it says ogre, yeah, yeah. ogre slayer on it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> didn't, Eric, Eric didn't know it said that on there. I go, did you know? Because Eric's nickname is yeah. the ogre. But yeah. Um, I go, did you know Scott has the ogre slayer on his on his a dirty thing? dog? And he had no idea it was on there until I pointed well, it out. Well, in, in a little backstory to that. So I, I've been an outdoor writer out here for a long time. Um, and then at that point in time, I actually had a podcast with my friend Matt Mascarenas that uh we we actually started doing live in 2016. That's it awesome. Was like 
the the second that I knew live was a thing, I went to a lake out here and I caught a fish live. And then we did a podcast. And I remember the first podcast we did live, you know, 2016, people knew what podcasts were. Sure. But I, I had a guy ask me if I could see him on his toilet, like he could see me <laughs> when he was watching. <laughs> so, I mean, we were really, really early. <laughs> you know, I being that I've been a writer and some of this stuff out here for so long, um, I, you know, I, I think there's always kind of a target on, on my back, you know, any, anybody, when you have a platform, you are, kn- you are known in many of the fishing circles. Yes, sir. Uh, that much is certain. And I think the other, you, you take it so well. I mean, it's, it was easy to get to know you as a rookie this year, myself, it was easy to meet you guys at the tournaments there. You're very friendly. So yeah. And yeah, who, do, I, who doesn't want to be known as an ogre slayer, man? Yeah, I mean, come on. But, but it, it, it's that thing with the culture out here. It's uh, if you love fishing, you love, ogre slayer. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are <laughs> an ogre tamer. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but the the culture out here is such, and, and and I'll tell you what this came from uh, with me wanting to write and me wanting to do all that stuff that that kind of crosses over to this. Um, when I was a little kid out here, we didn't have Bass Pro Shops. We didn't have any of that. We had mom and pop tackle shops, and I was a little Joe Dirt looking fellow, a little freckle faced kid. And uh, <laughs> it was rare that somebody would help me. It was rare that somebody would talk to me. Uh, so I got a chip on my shoulder, and I could tell you we had a. There was a Bass Pro Shops off Sheridan that was like, it wasn't the Bass Pro Shops. It was like some affiliate deal or something. Right. I turned 18 years old. They gave me a credit card. I had a $500 limit. I drove straight there. I maxed it out. <laughs> and I remember the the old guy that was working there. Dude, I was so excited. I didn't call and activate the card. So <laughs> the, the dude runs the card one time. And then I said, oh, I didn't know you had to call and activate it. And he said, it's not my fault. You don't pay your bills. I'm not running it again. And that was the that was the taste I had in my mouth with kind of the industry. And then, you know, being from Colorado, I would go to rivers. When the river runs through, it came out. Every person that identified as a yuppie was now a fly fisherman. And they didn't know the difference between a mayfly and a rooster. But they would shoot dirty looks on the river. So I, I, I've had this huge chip on my shoulder for many, many years. And I, it, I was like 24, 25 when I first started writing. And I thought, if anybody reads my stuff or if I can help anybody, I'm always going to do it. And then, awesome. you get, then you get involved in like the tournament fishing communities or any community. And you're, you're just like, that's how you met Scott, right? Yeah. yeah Scott's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I met Scott. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> I remember that feeling of, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to have to bleep this, but I remember that feeling of piss on you. You know right. what I mean? If you want to treat me like I'm less than, and it's like one of the things that I believe with every ounce of my being is if you started fishing yesterday, but you love it. We are one in the same period. Awesome. There, there, there's awesome. nothing different there. Um, and I'm looking at the champ with her. big brown. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, I agree, man. It's there's, there is some common ground and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, I have found, you know, over, over my years um, that there are many, uh, circles in in the in the fishing industry out of the boat side tournament side that are that way, but there also maybe is equally amount of uh, not you know it's not as it, I would I, I have no problem saying it. I don't mean any disrespect to either side it's just it's the you know water's wet sky's blue mm-hmm. and 
the kayak community is just, you know, right now at its current state, let's hope it stays that way. But right now at its current state is, uh, is just very, for the most part, very open, very friendly. And it's a matter of, Hey, let's take care of each other when we're out there. Um, I know if I see another kayaker and if I'm in, you know, if I'm in trouble, uh, if something's going on, I know I'm going to be all right. You know, there's going to be someone that'll be there, you know, type thing. We all cheer each other on at the end. Totally. Everybody's high-fiving and. You genuinely get happy for someone. I mean, the competitor in me was like, dude, I got my tail kicked by this lake, you know, and and I've been doing it long enough where I agree 100% with you. I don't compete against you. I'm competing against myself and, and trying to unravel this mystery, but at the same, you know, there's always the lizard brain, you know, on you over there, but I loved watching you, you know, just stomp the field, you know, and, and where everybody else is driving the struggle bus, you're just like, doink, doink. (laughs) And I'm like, that's so freaking awesome. Well, and you made a point about Paul Roth. I mean, he's, he's a stick. Dude's a stick. Yeah. I, I keep an eye on what he's doing because he too will work one area all day. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I watched people, um, change you know um locations and but paul genuinely stays in an area and then i mean he just he's just good um but he it he made it a point at the end of this tournament to come around and make sure he acknowledged the fact that because in one of the tournament tournaments i told him i just keep getting second place i just keep getting second place and he's like he told me your time will come you know, your time will come. And he made sure he came around and, and, you know, shook my hand or whatever. And was like, I told you, told you your time would come. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we have our picnic this weekend too, for, for the CKFC. Yeah. Yep. I'll be yeah. joining, I'll be joining you guys there. Yeah. They're nice. giving away a Hobie, I think. And yeah. everyone's going to hang out. That's, yep. that's the good parts. Yeah. In kayak fishing, how it grew kind of at the grassroots level, you know what I mean? It, it well, uh, for, for instance, I, I'll tell you, I get nervous when the board of directors in clubs change, like for uh, right. CKFC. It, it, we've been very, very fortunate with the, the tournament directors, the presidents, everything we've had. But that's a, a little bit about the difference that I've seen with the two clubs is <laughs> CKFC is a nonprofit. So it's one of those things with your entry fee in the CKFC, the payout might not be like CKB, but your entry fee is going to support something. Yep. Right. Um, but that's convert. I love that. But conversely, that's one of the reasons why I love uh, CKB so much is uh, Mr. Strawbridge and Mrs. Strawbridge. Uh, they just it's they've cultivated a culture there that's so special. And we don't I, I don't think he's going to get tired of it anytime soon running. It. At least I hope he doesn't. Um, <laughs> hope but, so. but it's like I, I love I love the clubs and the people equally. But knowing how it started, like you don't start kayak fishing because you think fame is imminent. Sure. You, know I mean? it, you, you start kayak fishing because it's like, well, A, like I don't want to deal with boat stuff anymore. You yep. know, B, the other thing, uh, Scott Brands, you know what? If you watch this, you dirty dog, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit too. <laughs> uh, I think he won AOY on uh, a paddle yak. Yeah. Like yep. in an old school kayak. And it, it's it's that thing where I tr- my first kayak I got in a sand and I traded a welder for it, and I could compete. If you got two hundred bucks and you're on Craigslist, you can compete. Get a PFD, but you can compete. Yep. Whereas in the bass boat world, um, 
I, I mean, if we're in the trust tree and everything, it, it's, it's, and I, the, the many people in the basketball world are my friends and I love them very, very dearly. Sure. But there's not a lot of people that are starting off um, <laughs> yeah. without a hundred thousand dollars spent, maybe more. Let, let's be honest. Like if you're fishing between, out, between truck, between boat, yeah, I mean it's ridiculous the the cost where it's gone and it's not going any different. And God forbid you need service, yeah. you know that because you will, you know, boat break out another thousand. You yeah. know that's what boat stands for. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's well, tough. If, if you look at the bow of their boats now, if somebody has the whole hummingbird set up with uh, three sixty forward facing sonar, yeah. everything else, like you're just just to start, you're looking at a lot. My sweet lady next to me, if we, if we break down her sonar, it was $60. I think it was $60 on the transducer. And then I think uh, Caleb, we got it from Caleb up at uh, Shields. What was it, 400 I won, bucks? I won the gift card. Oh, yeah. For, so you won the gift card. but I, I won a gift card from the club for signing up early. And then I went and bought that from yeah. Caleb. So total, awesome. total, total sonar is probably about 500 bucks, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that first tournament that I fished where uh, the ogre slayer got me, which I mind you, I've got that dirty dog quite a bit the last couple of years. You could ask him. Um, <laughs> I, I was using a, a Lawrence HDI four. Nice. You know, nice. Same kind of deal. So it's like, I, I, I it, it, it feels like a working person's sport more so than yeah. have, this is the have nots. I've uh, I, I made this statement uh, at the beginning of this season that when people ask me, you know, are you sure you're going to be all right making this, you know, leaving your boat behind? And it's like, listen, I'll miss it. Okay, I had, I had the 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 pleasure, the the opportunity um, that I will never take for granted to have a, a brand new, you know, bass boat that I that I had picked up in 2020, um, and it was the Nitro Z21. And regardless, I don't, if unless someone's been in one of those, they don't understand. This thing is a fishing machine. It was just it. I had a padded front deck, 96 inch beam on this thing, handled big water, little water, didn't matter. I, this thing was a Cadillac driving around out there. But the price tag piece tried to do this as a business, you know, when we, yeah. when we got serious about that, I had more money just in the graphs from my bow to console than what I have with everything. And I've got live scope on my unlimited. I've got uh, uh nine inch garments, you know, on there. I had more just in electronics on the bass boat than I had in my entire kayak setup. Yeah you know, sitting there. So it's like, no. And to recharge batteries, boy, that sure is a lot easier than going to the gas station. I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. I can plug yeah. in as I'm driving down the road, I can literally charge my batteries, you know, on my, on my uh, kayak. So yeah, it's, there's the entry to, to go and, and compete. I mean, at the end of the day, a love for the outdoors, um, you know, is, is what this is all centered in. But there is something also that comes with the competitive side. You know what I mean? And when you, if you do get bit by that bug, like both of you have, mm -hmm. yeah, you never get rid of it, man. The competitive and you, when you can match those two worlds together, right? The, the kayak offers, you know, that very, that very ability to, to achieve those things. At, like you said, the working, working person can actually make this happen, you know, and, and put it together. So our, our youngest is uh, 15 years old, and once uh, all three of them 
our, our, you know, feet firmly planted on the ground and stuff like that. Uh, I think we're going to make a run at quite a few national tournaments and circuits and stuff like that. Cause it's like, why not? You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. That's not a hopefully it's happening, Jack. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Older than you, so. Oh God. No, it, you know, it, it well, it, it's funny. Is the, ch- is the champ a cougar or is that what we're <laughs> Actually, I am. <laughs> so, so is my champ. So, don't worry. Yeah. But it's funny. It's funny. The, uh, so it was the first year that we qualified for the tournament of champions out here. And, uh, so this was back when it was at Lake Fork. So this is, I don't know, 2016, 2017, something like that. I qualified for that. And then, uh, Eric, the, the middle one, he, he got appendicitis. Yeah. And it was no. one of those things where it was like, I really want to go, but there's no way. You know what I mean? He, he was sick for a couple of weeks in the hospital and all that stuff. But I've qualified and had something happen. Like last, last year, we didn't get word where the Classic was going to be until a little bit later. And then when we did, we got COVID. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this year with her going, I think that she's going to get bit by the bug on like the traveling side and fishing against different people, looking at different water. And uh, I, I hope I, and I qualified for the all American too. So I was getting ready to say, I would highly encourage, man, if you're looking to fish against, you know, some of the best anglers, you know, that you're going to find in the Midwest and you don't feel like making a 22 hour road trip, the all American offers that national. I mean, their schedule this year is off the hook. It is so exciting to watch where they're going. You're going to go from Texas to Iowa to Arkansas to, you know, it's, it's beautiful. They go all through central us um, and their, their fees and payout Joshua Booth and uh, Tyler Cole, the two tournament directors there, they run uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal series. Yeah, we should absolutely communicate because I'm at, I am 100% in on the uh, on the All American. I, I triple qualified myself in uh, for this one here, um, and I, I am absolutely flying the CKB banner for this one here. So that would right. be. I was telling James last night we we should work together to see what sort of because I mean CKFC is going to have a team. I would love yeah. to make sure that at least uh, CKB has at least five to seven anglers. Cause I think they take like the top five angler and yeah. that's how we, we get measured against the other clubs out there. So it'd be yeah, cool to see both Colorado clubs being represented properly out there. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Speaking about somebody that came from the boat world, I'm sure, I'm sure you talked about it with James. I remember his first tournament at Boyd and this is somebody who's fished boat tournaments for a long time. Uh, very, very accomplished angler. Uh, he struggled the first event. He, he goes, dude, I, I don't know. Like I could feel almost in his voice that he was like, dude, I'm going back to the boat. And then it was like two months later that he won the, uh, it was the first Hobie event that we had at Pueblo. Uh, and maybe I'm, I'm getting my time frame wrong. Maybe it was a year or something like that. But uh, from him to go from the boat side and initially struggle in the kayak to then, mm-hmm. you know, being our guy for the club. It's just been so cool because it's one of those things. He's just as competitive as we are. 100%. But he finds a balance with caring for all of us. And and him and his wife, it's one of those things like I I can't say enough about him. It's been been truly, truly great to – and it's that thing. Like we're talking about at the end of the tournaments, it's like 
about one o'clock, especially, you know, if I, um, if I didn't catch them the way I want to, I want to hear how everybody else did. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, and yeah, I couldn't agree more. They, they, he, he takes, and we all know there was a, there was an opportunity we had to not break rules on any level, but kind of bend them with how many guys, you know, people we could send to the classic. Yeah. I loved right. the fact the way he erred on the side, which uh, both decisions could have been fine, I'm sure. But I love the direction that that integrity piece that he was worried about, that he wants to make sure that our club stays clean, never a question, you know, that, nope, we only had 18. We're not going to, you know, pay for two more to send another. Okay. We're going to do the one because, unfortunately, it's, that's what we've been dealt with this yeah, year. We were, we were actually talking about that. I, I went up to Eric and I said, did you see the conversation they're having about, you know, paying for another one? And, 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 uh, and then I said, but uh, he, he doesn't feel good about it. And I remember you saying, yeah, that's, that's the way to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's, uh, I'm now. Although I, I do have to bring up the fact that <laughs> he said, I'm probably going to jinx myself. And right. Yeah. And he was, and he was. <laughs> unreal, unreal. And, and I'll be the weirdo. I, I tried to compare something to basketball earlier. I, I think kayak fishing is a lot like golf. We penalize ourselves. No, mm-hmm. nobody else has to do it. Uh, I, I actually did that this year. I, I was looking forward to the KBF event at Chatfield, like so stoked about it. Oh, and yeah. uh, I yeah. ordered, I can't remember what I ordered. I think it was a battery for my active target. And while I was waiting for it, we were about a week out from the event. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go run through a couple spots. So I took my Lund. So I get out there. Um, I run through <laughs> a couple spots. I, I don't even remember if I caught fish. I just ran through a couple spots. I get back to the ramp. I do see one of the guys, I, I'm assuming it was from Utah. You know, I had a trailer and a nice giddy up, but he didn't see me or anything. And I I get home and I'm super excited because I I know Chatfield. I know Chatfield. Oh. So I, I get home and I, I start reading through the rules. I was gonna say I think I know where you're going with this. Yep. They changed in February. Yeah, it, it's so the the time where you have to fish out of the vessel that you're gonna compete be competing two. in was two weeks. So Two I weeks, not Chad. one week. Yeah, I called Chad Hoover right oh. away, and I was like, "Hey, dude, here's yeah. the deal. Um, I I broke the rules. I, like the he was very very kind, and they gave me the entry fee back. I told her, I, I said, I'm disqualified. They're going to take the entry fee, which I didn't care about the entry fee. I wanted to compete, um, but it's one of those things. Nobody saw me, right? right? You know what I mean? But if I, as soon as I read those rules, and and I, this is the the ego driven part of fishing is I, I I could tell you a dude from out of state wasn't beating me that week, like right. flat out. Like I, I had a spot that was away from everybody else. That was my a spot and my B and C were just as solid. Awesome. Um, but if I would have competed, I would have hated myself. Right. You would have been like the boys with the lead in the walleye belly. Wait, gate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, um, the way I look at it is any sort of if you're not fishing clean through everything, then your win is nothing. But so, but that's that's the thing is we police ourselves and, yeah. and James yep. going like it doesn't feel right. This doesn't yeah. feel right to me to his own peril, like we talked about. Totally. <laughs> to me, the you know like character is one of the most important things in the world. And and what's the difference between reputation? Reputation is what other people think you are. Character is who you are. Yep. And him showing his character, I just thought like 
I'm glad he's leading us, right? You know I said I mean? the same thing to myself driving home. It's about two and a half hour drive home for me from there. And on the way home, I'm like, you know what? This is why for next season, when we, we, we're choosing between, are we KBF, Bass, All-American, local trails? This is one of the reasons why that we are absolutely going to commit to the CKB um, yes. for next season. I think it's important that we maintain local local presence. I love that club uh, a ton. Um, I love the CKFC. I love the people over there. I just have a, a beef with the motor thing. I just, I, I personally feel that when you restrict motors, you are restricting the field. Yeah. yeah. When you I, allow motors, you allow everyone to be there. And yeah. Truth be told, our angler of the year in the motor allowed deal was won by a guy with no motor. Yeah, yeah. Trev so, won this thing. <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little history on on my role with that. With what? With, with the motors. So the motors came up, and this is why there was people against it, and initially myself included. Yep. And I'll, I'll explain why. So when this first start ha- started happening with the kayak scene taking off, and I saw the writing on the wall with this early. Right. It, it was like the, the cost of entry was good. The the platforms were good. And and actually, Dave Kuzer fished out of a new canoe. Um, and, and I got I got to sit in his and I, I was on the Hobie team and stuff like that. But the new canoe is a fine fishing platform. Like you're talking about stability. And uh, but but I saw the stability on different platforms. At first, it was Hobie. Then you have new canoe. Then you have native and you got all these kayaks. And it was getting to be the point where you weren't in a skinny little boat anymore. You, th- this was going to be a thing. So yep. you know, Chad Hoover has been in the game for a very long time, but what had happened was they weren't allowed nationally. Motors weren't allowed in anything. And then Torquedo sponsored the KBF. <laughs> and when Torquedo sponsored it, I, you know, I was on the board and it, at the time, it, you know, nobody was putting motor guides on the bow or anything like that. You know, it, it was yep. Torquedo, which is, I don't know how much they are now, but at the time it was like, they're a lot. Yeah. So I was like, well, why did, why did we get into the kayak game? You know what I mean? And then, so what we came up with, with the CKFC is if somebody needs a motor, they can use, and and they could have changed the rules by now. Um, But it's actually one of the things, the yin and the yang that I love so much about what we have in Colorado Yeah, is if if you do have an an ailment, whatever it might be, which you know we could argue that somebody if they got a bad knee or something, it's like, dude, I just want to compete. I don't want to show you my medical records or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but that was the the idea behind it initially. Now, somewhere in the past, I don't know, three years, four years, it's changed, and now trolling motor companies, like you know, I, I think it's, it's the motor guide that a lot of folks use, right? The, XI three. Yeah, yeah. So. Then it's it it changed a little bit, and now it's one of those things to where now it's the it's a norm, right? It, it's a thing on the Hobie side. It's a norm. It's well, I, I remember AJ with Hobie. Uh, he was fishing KBF in a seventeen with the trolling motor and you know the power poles and and all that stuff. Um, I do like that one side you can have motors, one side that you can't. I don't think it's going to last. Right. I, I think maybe we have a year, maybe. I think there's going to be a new board of directors. I think they're going to change it because if you look at the national, anything that we want to qualify for nationally, they allow motors, right? Yep. So it's yep. it's the grassroots thing. Um, and we're very fortunate in our water. It doesn't matter if you have a motor. Like it, it, it really, I don't, I've never been beaten and thought, oh, it's because they have a motor. Right. Ever. 
No, you know what no, I mean? for me personally, what it is, is that the, the platform that I'm fishing out of right now, um, I've worked very hard to get as hands-free as possible to get me back to my bass boat roots. And I have nearly achieved it. I have the wireless foot pedal in my kayak. I can literally be fishing down a shoreline and never have to touch my remote. I can use my foot. The moment I hook in, I can hit my spot lock. My boat will hold itself in place. I can deal with the fish, get it in the net, you know, get my little friend in the boat, (laughs) get get the the photo shoot, you know, my professional hand model, you know, maneuver. And uh, yeah, get that all done. And then I'm back off running again in the new canoe setup to put my, to put a pivot drive in this kayak. Mm -hmm. I literally have to remove my, my wireless foot pedal mount. So I got to get that out of there. My steering um, that I have right now, just, I I actually made my rudder static. I, I swapped out one of the bolts and put a screw through it so that it's just a static rudder on the back. So I have to remove that whole assembly, put the pivot drive assembly back on. I'll have to go back to actually steering with a hand lever. Mm -hmm. And then my whole pivot uh, drive pedal system is a tower that fits right in the front. And I'm going to lose about that much deck space. This is not a quick swap out. So I, you know, you know, the, for me, it's the logistical piece of, I'm going to go out fishing those events completely different. The very first event that I did, I had the, the motor on the back and, uh, at horse tooth, you were talking about James, his first experience. I went to horse tooth this season, my first event that you won, I believe, um, and I got to tell you, I was so freaking frustrated. I wanted to throw, you know, my paddle, you know, yeah. across the lake because at one time I was back at, at the entrance to the marina, the second entrance, like the secondary point there. And I hooked into a smallie. I killed the motor, my EPS drive on the back. I get the smallie up, I'm working, and I'm fumbling through on how to get this thing in the net, get the hook out, get this, my pole, don't throw it in the lake. I'm going through this whole thing, and next thing you know, I feel something bump, and I turn around, and it's one of those mooring balls. I had drifted the whole way back. I was about to run into a sailboat. And so now I got a fish in a camera, and now the fish is going back in because I'm like, shit, I got to get out of here, you know? I'm about to run into a boat. Yeah. So it was just such a, a fighting maneuver of all the moving parts for a new guy. Yeah, I got my butt handed to me after having a great practice. You know, my pre-fishing days, I felt pretty good about what we found up there. Um, I literally got out of the the next two events. I canceled out because I was going to go to the CKFC, but because of the fact that I knew I was going to be using a pedal drive and I was also mentally just not ready for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I backed out and then forced myself to go fishing, just yeah. go fish for like a month to get my head straight. And then I came back and, and things were, you know, a lot cleaner. Things were a lot better, but yeah, it's uh, the kayak game and not to go off on a, a different tangent, but the kayak game is a completely different world. Um, yeah. Jody queen gave me some, some, uh, we've interviewed him on our podcast and he gave me a, a great story that he posted publicly. He's like, after his first event, Mike Iconelli walked up to me, shaking his head, going, man, I've got a lot to learn about these kayak deals. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, 
All right, that's pretty solid. I don't feel so bad, you know, struggling, you know, out there because it is. It's a different world. There's so much more going on that you got to pay attention to. Well, Leslie was talking about it. Uh, I don't remember exactly when you were talking about it. It was the last couple of weeks. Uh, catching a fish is only half the battle. Oh right? yeah, you have to have a system. In, oh uh, yeah, you, that's you, what we were talking about. You you have a a system like, like we have our nets on different sides, but you your system when you catch one. Yeah, I told him that like. Um, half the bat, it's taken three seasons to get to the point where I'm at, where I feel really confident. It's like this next season, I'm just like, let's catch fish. So the first season was figuring out how to not fall over on your kayak. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, um, the second season was, um, I've never been on these lakes before, you know, and I have to figure out this water or whatever. And then the third season was, I know where my net goes. I know where my camera goes. I know where my catchboard goes. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. every, every in, and, and it takes, well, it, for me, it, I can't say for everybody else, but it takes a system. You hook up, you, my, my net has to be on the left. I grab my net. I bring them in, I unhook it, put it under my leg, you know, and then it's Same. like, it's a system and my rod always put the hook on the hook and put it where it needs to be before I even bring my friend out of the net, you know, <laughs> and then, and then the release or whatever, but I'm always aware of where I'm floating or um, if I need to, you know, back up to something or whatever, because if the wind's blowing, like you said, you could be all the way up against a boat. And yep. you're too busy looking at, you know, your fish or whatever, or you can not take the hook out or do a system. And then, and then you're all, you know, it takes you 20 minutes because everything's hooked up on everything else. And you just wasted all that time. Well, I, whenever I see little people and, and what I mean by little is smaller than me, right? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm six foot something, three something. And for me to, for me to measure a fish, it's uh, like I'm doing a butterfly thing with my legs, and it, it's just like crisscross applesauce. I've, I've been yeah. very, very fortunate that, that I have bumped a fish in two years. No, yeah. two or three years actually. But there was a tournament at Boyd that uh, <clears throat> Big John Mazurko. I think he, I think he took second. Maybe he won it. Uh, super, super cold. We used to have events out here with CKFC in, in April. Nice. So, it was it was super super cold and it was one of those deals where if you got a limit you were top five. <clears throat> so I had three fish. I, I make it to a spot that I fish at Boyd. I catch it wasn't a big fish. It was like fourteen. Jumps off the board mm. and I'm just like beyond <laughs> livid. Three casts later, I catch one that's fifteen. It jumps off the board. Oh I, my gosh! I still took fifth with three. That's how tough <laughs> the fight was. But if I would have landed those two fish, it would have been a lot different. I wouldn't have won it because Big John killed it, but I, I would have been in second easy. Right. So at Pickwick, I had uh, I was fishing just outside of a no-wake zone. There was a big rock wall, and I'm fishing along that. In the morning, I had hit off a – I had a, a 5XD that I was running along the rocks uh, on its pretty quick uh, – slope there hit a couple good fish some of the best quality i'd found that whole time well i was studying my map i was looking real close and i had had my xi3 turned off wasn't really paying close attention to where you know i was kind of drifting and there i gotta tell you pickwick is on the tennessee river but there was like little to no current at all in this place well one of the boats comes out 
this bass boat comes out uh, of the no wake zone around this wall, looks right at me and just throttles. And I'm like, for the first time I met, I was like, oh, you're, the, you're that guy. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember looking at him going, man, what a, and I said a bad yeah. word out loud. <laughs> yeah. And I go back to looking at my map. I wasn't paying attention to where I was. I was so close to those rocks. His wake swamped me. I mean, just Whoa. water went in and threw me up onto the rocks and just lodged me into the rocks. So here my motor goes popping up. My rudder goes popping up and I'm stuck on these rocks. Now I'm inventing cuss words for homie, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, come back while I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it took me quite a while to get the, get my 12 and a half foot kayak off of those rocks and make sure my motor wasn't tore up. But yeah. it's for me, the motor piece in that paying attention inside the kayak, it's, you have to be so much more aware of your surroundings and your vessel and that's the part I love about it. Cause I am more in tune with, I didn't realize how many times wind changes direction in a day. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, I thought, well, yeah, in the morning, it's this way in the afternoon. It's this. no dude in the morning. It's about five different directions. That'll move. I can tell you for, because my kayak's getting blown around with yeah. it mm -hmm. in the afternoon, maybe four different directions. Yeah. <laughs> You're your surface, uh, you know, clarity, the, the clarity of the water, the, um, just everything around you, you are so in a kayak, I believe you are so much more in tune with what's going on in a given area. And I love that, you know, that aspect of it. So it's, it's cool to hear those, those, uh, those pieces in the yeah. system. Yeah, man, you, you gotta, as you become more accomplished, uh, at least I learned at a, at a, at a pace this season, it's like, I got to get a system figured out quick. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. I, now I have one that I feel real confident in that, and that only happened maybe in the last two events, you know, of this season, like, okay, now I think I'm where I need to be, yeah. you know, but yeah, it, it, and it, the thing about the, the kayak fishing to the kayak fishing, I sound like my dad talking about the Facebook, but <laughs> the thing about kayak fishing is, you know, when, when you talk Them about boys in your little boats, yeah. <laughs> When you talk about bass boats, right, and and I don't I don't want to discredit it because I think it's sure. we're we're doing the same thing, but like MLF and BASS, it's become something different, right? Totally, totally. So on the on the kayak side, every choice is amplified. So when you're running a big boat, you could start at one side of the lake and go, okay, no, 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 they're over here. I I wanted X, Y, and Z. I didn't find it. I'm going over here. In a kayak, when you make a similar run. Well, let's be real, uh, a run that's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, because you're not going from one side of the lake to the other. You're talking about pedaling. Yeah. It, well, even with a motor, it going, yeah. what, what do you top out at? Four and a half, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So e even with a trolling motor, it, you, like you're limited. So your choices are so amplified and it boils down to one or two choices. Yep. You, you can go from, you know, especially in a club, like, and I'm not saying that there's not killers on both sides. But the difference with CKB and CKFC is on the CKB side, top to bottom, you have killers, and those killers have room. You know what I mean? When, when we're forced to kind of pile in and shoehorn in a little bit, you're limited to – it's a different thing, right? Yep. yep. Generally speaking, kayak fishing in a tournament, you can look – you can replay Monday morning quarterback, any tournament you've ever been in, one or two choices – is the whole entire deal where, you know, in, in bass boat tournaments or our little league night that we do, like you could screw up five or six times and you're fine. Yeah. 
You know what I yeah. mean? So and and you can you can one of the things like Lake of the Ozarks, Table Rock, Truman. When you're down on these things, if the bite is on a main lake point, well, there's about 50 miles worth of main lake points you can go explore. You know, yeah. for us, we're going to get two. Maybe yeah, three yeah. of them that we can effectively get to fish properly and, you know, make it back. And, you know, so, yeah, but obviously that all, you know, but it's the point where you got to choose your area. You got to do your work. And then, like you said, leave no meat, man. You got to pick it apart yeah. and become that versatile angler out there, you know, and, and, and learn to work through it. So, well, listen, guys, this has been phenomenal. I'm more than likely going to split this thing into two different podcasts because we've gone for like two hours. Yeah. Um, but this has been absolute gold. You guys are awesome. Yeah, I am. Thanks. Yeah, it's yeah, been, been really great. fun. No, this is uh, I, I love speaking with like minded individuals out there. And and like I said, you guys are some something very, very special. You know, number one, not just a whole pile of champs sitting over here, but uh, just great I have, ambassadors. I have, trophies. I have our trophies right here. Do you want to you see do? Them? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can hold them side by side. It, they just so happen to be there right here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I didn't know she was doing this. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it, but I didn't know she was doing it. That's oh, no. awesome. Before we mount him on the wall, right? And here's mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a, that's another awesome thing, Colorado kayak bass man. Look at that. Those yeah. are phenomenal. We, we we got a baby one too, so we got. No, three you of them. have a baby. One. Yeah, I haven't because I was a rookie this year, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know that's one thing they didn't do this year is that he didn't um we didn't look at the rookies that were out there which okay. I that was uh, that was interesting maybe when we get more numbers they'll start yeah. looking at uh looking at that but you know James said something last night that I thought was notable is that he wants to see the CKB pick up with a little bit of numbers but at the same note it is kind of nice like you said having space to operate on some of these you know so you know, you get into some fisheries like Boyd doesn't fish very big, you know, yeah. effectively. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you. there's a lot of water there, but, it, you know, what's productive, what's not type thing. Yeah. You start getting 40, 50 boats, you know, out there. That's going to get crowded in a hurry, you know, on some of those. So it's I, a, I, I don't want to hurt feelings. Okay, Sure. sure. I really don't want to hurt feelings, but I'm going to say something that's going to hurt feelings. And I, I don't mean to because like sure. talk about, I love everybody that fishes. Um, the killers that fish CKB are the people that we're competing against in CKFC. Right, they, right. It, like, it, it, there's there's 15 or 20 people. Maybe it extends to 25 sometimes. Sure. That, uh, and and, I, and I'm not discounting people that are new to the sport and stuff like that. But sure. When it comes to CKB, I, I've never seen a name in those events that I didn't think could win. You know what I mean? In, in Colorado Kayak Fishing Club, the Bass Series is super, super competitive. But when you have 60 people or 50 people or whatever it is, it's a different thing. And I, it's For sure. brand new to the sport that's going to get mad that I said that. But it's it's just a reality. You know what I mean? Like, I, yep. just, I just really. It's not good. It's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just, it's a different, like you said, it's a different game, you know, when that goes on. And especially, it's uh, it's a different game, especially. If you allow that to bother you on the water, this is what yeah. I have to deal with for a whole year because she's the champ, <laughs> and 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 she is a, a I think a, a 
a mental conditioning coach too. It would appear. Let that go. I just got to let it go. Funny. Well, because I am a man of many years, I'm going to agree that yes, just let that go, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, guys, again, I can't thank you enough uh, for taking this. Leslie, you have the entire state behind you and going to be cheering you on at the classic there and crossing fingers that no uh, logistic things, you know, get in your way because that's talk about a bucket list and an amazing opportunity to just go experience and take it in. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be super, super cool. And uh, we're proud to have, you know, you out there representing all of us. Yeah. That's exciting. I don't think it sank in yet. Oh, uh, it probably hasn't. I'm excited. I'm going into it. Like honestly, completely clueless. I know that might sound funny to some people, but um I'm, I'm literally just going to go do it like, like a bucket list thing. And Cause said, just go be you. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And this super cool place we're going to go and, and we'll see what happens. So. Awesome. Too dangerous. <laughs> well, and, and we should probably, we should probably plan to either have you guys come back on right before that, maybe a month before that or whatever, check in with you. And then of course, after we are definitely going to have to, to schedule yeah. some of those in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and let us know if there's anything we can ever do for Eagle Claw, Eric. Absolutely, we're in a, a Colorado company in the fishing industry. That is a rarity. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be remiss if I said there weren't times that I was like, "Why am I not going and knocking on their door, going, hey, yeah, yeah. I would like to work with you.' <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. You're, you're like the only fishing company in the state, I think, right? Yeah. Well, well I, on the on the conventional side, we're one of them. But on the fly side, there there's there's oh quite the a fly yeah yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, well, since I, what nineteen twenty five nineteen twenty five. When when we come back on again, I I got a couple stories about Eagle Claw that uh, nice. You know, we we talk about pride and the kayak clubs out here. Uh, I've knee high to a grasshopper uh, Eagle Claw for me. My first rod and reel. Uh, it, I'm very proud to work for the company. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I forget about the other kind of fish that are out there. You, you know, you step outside of bass fish and I'm like, what? Wait, there's other fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awesome. Well, again, you guys, thank you so very, very much. We appreciate all your time and we will absolutely be checking in with you guys again. All right. Thank you. Thanks a ton. It was a blast. Yeah. All right.